grab your bowls and spoons, kiddos. It is now time for the Peter Butter and Syrup Podcast with your host, Corey and Dahoo! Yeah, I think y'all y'all should go through the Rochambeau. Let's just say for the record, each time I'm gonna I'm gonna to myself I'm gonna try to predict what you guys throw down. We'll yeah. see. I don't want to say it because y'all have. The, yeah, you don't want to plant that seed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. That's not what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be paper and rock again. <laughs> not that there's only. You know, you know why you got a 33% chance of getting it. And the right. reason we probably both did that is because we both only did paper and rot last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what now, bitch? <laughs> so they've now thrown scissor, scissor, <laughs> rock, scissor rock, rock, scissor, rock, scissor. Yes. So we're on it's, a. It sounds like a bad lesbian movie. <laughs> All right, you ready? Dwayne the Rock Johnson's not in it. Ah, oh. there we go. Right back. I thought he to, was gonna. I thought he was gonna hang with the scissors. See that, and that's how he wins every time. Is paper beats rock. Well, but I figured he was gonna hang with the scissor that time. Oh, okay. That's why I went rock because I thought he may go paper, but if he hangs with the scissor, see, see, you guys are overthinking. See, I didn't get it. I had guys working on Intel for this exact thing, and I didn't get the email. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. I'm, they're fired. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. If you're listening and you work for Intel, yeah. Randall just fired you. All you motherfuckers, we're going to AMD. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Peanut Butter and Syrup Podcast, the podcast that wish Superman would or Spider Man would shoot threads out his butt like a real spider. <laughs> that's that's hey, what I think and, about and, your and, world analogy. And if thing Superman there. was shooting webs out of his butt, then <laughs> that would be very interesting. My name is Corey, and my um. So is he shouldn't come? Is that what he was doing? My, That's the, not a web. It's sticky. It's not a web. It's called Scooperman. My oh, D lovely cousin over here. D lovely. It makes it sound like I once was, but I am not anymore. D listed. My well, D listed cousin. A, I don't have a margarita for this one. I've got water, so this is going to be fucking. And the man with the biological hand over there, Mr. Brian. Biological hand. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even know that I got one. <laughs> is this still where the is this still where the quadrupeds still work on two feet? Is this that's a different podcast? Oh uh, well, I didn't know. Like, are these standards that we're are, aren't we building our own little society with these rules and how this like we're rules? Writing? We don't need Maybe. sticking rules. <laughs> we are laying the foundation. I said the of, sheriff is a. Huh? <laughs> hey hey hey. <laughs> No, cons, aren't it? <laughs> All right. So, what do you want to talk about, Brian? Well, talking about for our Siri, three listeners yeah. out there. Well, for the the one person listening for each episode three times. How about the Romanian dude? <laughs> did we have a guy from Romania? This goes out we to Belgium. Have... <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Romania. I love you, motherfuckers. <laughs> The one just want, listener. Just want you to know. <laughs> the one listener on a VPN in Romania. If I'm, nobody, if I'm no, down with the vampire clan. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know Romania. Oh, I didn't know. I've never been. <laughs> Neither has he. <laughs> I've been to Rome. 
Is Transylvania from Georgia? <laughs> is Transylvania in Romania? Is that in that? I the think deal? so. Yeah. yeah. I don't. We could Google it. I'm not googling that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna bing it. I'm It's the weekend. I like to bing things on my, the weekend. I'm, I'm gonna go my web because I just like to know. I don't. I don't want to be that sure of my information. Well, considering that my good friend Jeeves lost his job to all these other search engines, I still like to ask Jeeves on the weekend. But whatever. Jeeves still around? Oh, he is. No, that's what I was, I was the question. Oh, okay. I yes. imagine it's more of a part-time job for him at this According point. According to Google, Transylvania is a region in central Romania. So I was All correct, right. bitches. <laughs> Which means the next hour and some odd minutes, he's going to be fucking completely wrong. <laughs> we you be, only get one. Don't we breathe water? <laughs> no, man. Oxygen. I see Aquaman. Oxygen. But is it water wet? No, it's not wet. Well, we've got to be water. We breathe oxygen. There's oxygen and water. Water ain't oh. wet, but your girlfriend is. <laughs> Even spaghetti straight till it gets wet. <laughs> that was an awesome meme. I love that. Oh, yeah. I was like, That's even in the Victorian clothes, I was like, they're probably hairy as fuck, but for some reason I'm turned on. <laughs> hey, man, don't kink shame me. It's all good. Kink uh. shame. <laughs> Kinky hair? Is that kink shaming? That's uh, so when you get kinks in your curls. So have we even, has Brian delivered a topic or are we just yeah, still, I think we're are just, we still beating the bush? <laughs> You're beating around it, that's for sure. We're going to play around the bush like golf. Yeah. Mm. And I figure we could There's talk more about, than 18 holes and you don't need a golf cart. Oh, wow. Oh, sounds like oh, a whole I'd watch that porn. You know what? I mean, now that I think, I would watch that porn. What? George Bush in a If there's more than 18 holes in a golf cart. <laughs> Around a bush. Oh, God. Maybe. Maybe we don't need to make horror movies. Maybe we just need to go to Vegas or somewhere and start shooting porn. for. We a can week. do it in Florida. You can shoot porn in Florida. Well, that's way closer. Isn't Florida kind of like the southeast redneck Vegas? So. When you really think about it. Panama City during the daytime the, looks the a lot like The north part Vegas. is. The south part isn't. All I nah, know like is Cuba. all the dumb shit like happens half, in Florida. Half Hispanic, half redneck. Oh, uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> Was that? Most of the dumb shit happens yeah, in like Florida. The, the guy Dude, there's all kind of weird shit on the internet all the time. I'm like, how? Yeah, most of that shit ties back to Florida. No. No. When the South Park that had Florida Man, the guy with the bowling ball that would beat his wife, it was like an action figure. I Florida don't remember. Man. Florida Florida surprise man. me, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are still so yet to get a topic. Okay. Do we need a stinking topic? So the topic this week, <laughs> since we're talking about serious things, <laughs> is uh, the difference between your uh, your careers and and just working for your livelihood. You know, what's what? How do you uh, distinguish those two? Well, when you give a man a blow, if you teach a for, man to fish, <laughs> when you need to earn your rent money this month, <laughs> if you give it's a man a job, if you give a man a can of sandwich. I think that's the difference, isn't it? Uh, the what, can, of can versus a bag can of man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just again. I mean, I'm a pessimistic asshole on a good day. <laughs> um, I think it's just. I think career is a uh, is something that was a marketing tool to get worker bees to come in and be like, "No, motherfucker, you need to sit in this cubicle for thirty years and get a watch." Oh, yeah. Ah, psych. There's no watch. <laughs> You're going to die on the way to work one day in your car listening to fucking gangster rap because <laughs> you, you don't want to realize that you're a 
douchebag. It's not really a, a fucking, career. Right. Well, what's a career? I have a career that is, I mean, uh, we can Google it, but a career is a long-term job, right? I feel like a it's career a job would be that something you just, you'd be well, proud of. I, I feel like it's a long-term my, job that you I have. My a, mic boom has taken on the life of itself. It's... I feel like the, you keep the concept that holy <laughs> shit <laughs> premature e- ejaculation. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the concept of the career is like this is something that you have a passion about that you're going to work long term for. Something you're proud of, but I mean, that's the Dude. philosophical idea of a career. I but, hear people talk about careers at Wal at Walmart. But you know, if you look you know, at it's like, like careers at Goodwill. But I mean, if you look at like a long-term job, I've been working 20 years doing drafting. I mean, is that a career? No, because it's not what I enjoy doing. It's just what I do. No, but to pay people. Bills. But people think they're. But some people there are people who career. do that, and they call that a career. Yeah, I mean, there was at one time that people trained to learn how to be a drafter, and they that was their career path was they worked until they retired. Yeah. And I, to me, I was like, it was uh, a, again. I think the difference is a way to pay my bills. Right. I think. I think it's all a livelihood. The difference is, is the people who call it a career are just lying to themselves. That's just, I mean, yeah. that's just, I mean, that's, again, no, no, I, okay. this is coming from a pessimistic asshole. Now, let's, let's just say all of a sudden your your passion is, is comedy at the moment, and you're able to turn that into a livelihood. A livelihood. Would, you, <laughs> would you consider that a career or still a livelihood, even though it's something that you're passionate no, about? No, it's a job, man. It just pays the bills. It's something that's fun to do. That pays the bills. I mean, I, I mean nobody's like. So, so see, some people look at that. Oh, that's a career I want to go into. But I'm, I'm just I'm saying that's the and difference I think that's, in mentality. To I think, another topic idea of how the concept of college is a lie, because college sells you on the career before you're even be sold. Careful, well, that's, that's what your job is. You work for no. That's like, what I was going to say. <laughs> university. <laughs> so there's a difference. And, and it's funny that Brian says that. I think the idea of a career is part of the indoctrination as being a worker bee. Because yeah. school doesn't teach you shit. Skeet, school, all skeet. school. <laughs> teach you how to skeet. <laughs> do people my, still my, do that? My teacher took me out back and she taught me how to skeet. <laughs> I skeeted all over the place. My 10th grade science teacher, well, I'd have banged her goddamn eyes out given the opportunity. So you can say skeet, teacher, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But I think it's part of the, the programming process when you're going through school is to tell people it's a career because ultimately. Well, that's my career day. If you no, but think of it this way. If you tell someone you worked a job for 30 years. Okay. Well, I worked a career for 30 years. It sounds so much more official. But guess what, motherfucker? The checks were for the same amount. Oh, yeah. You're just sugarcoating it. Right. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, when you walk home and from work and your kid's eating crayons, you're like, he's creative. No, motherfucker, that dude's special. He's eating crayons. Yeah, he's one, like, he's one more step away like from he's, paint chips. He's not eating hey, crayons man. to make his shit colorful. He's eating them because they taste good. They taste good because I remember they tasted like nothing. Well, if you have pica, they, I'm sure they do. Uh, but, that must have changed in the 90s. No, but to the average, again, you're not a crayon eater. So they're not going to taste oh, good. Oh, because we're stupid glue eaters. <laughs> no, but you can start. <laughs> Get some crayons on I'm the way a home. Fine connoisseur of the Play-Doh. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but th- yeah, so I think that's all it is. Is it's again, people like shit to sound official. 
career sounds official. I mean, it makes Livelihood. you boost your confidence when you can. Well, I've got a career, yeah, dude. Right. I've, I've been doing strong constru- career. I've been doing construction off and on since I was thirteen. Ever since the YMCA was out, you decided to become a construction, dance around, and cut off shorts and little yellow hat. Oh, see, I thought they hey, well, just came already. Hold on, like let, that. Let, I didn't let's, know you had to cut Let's your turn to shorts. the meter and tell. Oh, <laughs> fail! Holy shit! <laughs> My mic boom. <laughs> Randall's abusing his, uh, <laughs> the root is breaking things. Yes, the duality of all my personalities. This is what we were talking about today. I was like, with all my personalities, I'm never truly alone. And then, Well, that shop mount's working real well. You don't hear it knocking around. Yeah, I didn't hear shit, but <laughs> I just watched him break his boom pole. Boom pole. <clears throat> so if it slips I'll out and she sits pole. back down. <laughs> And it hits the tank, you will break your boom pole. I'm just telling you, it'll burn when you pee oh, for a tip, solid week. If the tip touches your own tank, you mean you're it's not have supposed a bad to burn? No, 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 no. If it's if it's a vigorous activity, and it comes out, and she slams it into her tank, you're gonna have a bad time. When you go to the cor- <laughs> when you go to the Corvette show, you should have you, you hot dogged instead of instead of, you or should no, have you French pizza. fried instead of pizza. I used to laugh when people say I broke my dick. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, we always we always talk about how people love to lie to themselves and make things sound better and more official because ultimately, you know, like again, we we talked about the idea of the term adult. Motherfucker, you're an old little. Well, kid. Well, I think it's in our nature <laughs> to want to make ours to we compare ourselves to each other and we always have to one up ourselves. Well, okay, so or, you know, I, I posted this thing guy. on Facebook years ago. America, where we want everything to be equal, but we use titles to separate ourselves. Yeah. Vice president, president, manager, assistant manager, assistant to the assistant manager. <laughs> you know, ass I, manager. Oh, oh no, I no, I don't mind to say ass manager. Like, <laughs> I, I'm better than you because I have a career. Well, how long have you been doing it? For five years. Motherfucker, I've been doing mine for 30 something. How does yeah, that make yeah. you better? Well, because they got a title. Because it's because I call it a career. Well, yeah. Okay. Do you get a check? Yeah. Uh, do you get any benefits? No, because I'm a contractor. Whoa, how's it a fucking career? You're a contractor. Because <laughs> I know contractors that call it a career. Yeah. It's, it's a all, job. It's all You're, horseshit. Okay, this is over. It's a We're livelihood. How, how many minutes is that? 12? We're done at 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's just now let's just ramble about crazy shit. <laughs> Fuck it. So there's there's a, a milestone that he's looking for. It's like, oh oh shit. All right, it's been about twelve and a half minutes. I'm going to change the topic. Well, like the joke that I put on the Facebook the on uh, I almost I think I said the Facebook. Um, I put it on Facebook the other day as comedies like sex. Everybody's looking for that good the perfect five minute set. <laughs> and it was at thirteen minutes is when the LSD kicked in. Hey, all right. So one of my favorite song lyrics. That's the fluoride is, in the county water. Oh, is that how oh, yeah. that works? That's why I have a Brita filter. <laughs> Which I'm just lying to myself. It's really just It's really water. just an old lady that drink. <laughs> she drinks the water and pees it in a cup. It's not hey, true. Hey, man, don't kink shame Brian. <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's like, this lemonade's tangy. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's been sitting on the counter for all And it seems day. to be 98.6 degrees <laughs> from the tap. Not if you put some ice cubes up there and drop some in at the right moment. 
I'm, I'm, I'm and seeing the that. podcast has been derailed. <laughs> ha ha! Suck it. So there's this trick girls can use with ice cubes, right? And Learn this cr- in Taiwan. And it, all right. So if I had to, was that a career path, the girls in Taiwan? If I had to lay claim to a career, it is fucking with people. It is yet to make me. Well, that's not true. I've made Does a, a career have to make you money? I don't know. Should we Google career? Because I, I guarantee- to put my phone in airplane mode because <clears throat> dang flim flam iPhones and the radio interference. So y'all are gonna have to Google it. It says career test, career builder, career quiz. Should we take a career quiz? No, don't take a quiz on Facebook. <laughs> and Fifty occup- million people already got hacked. Don't it says noun, shit. an occupation undertaken for a significant period of a person's life and with opportunities for progress. Or verb, move swiftly and in an uncontrolled way in a specific direction. So uh, on the car, but the word occupation, right? It said was car. Yeah. It said car careered across the road and went through a hedge. What do you read? Nursery rhymes now. <laughs> that <was just> That's <laughs> careened. It's supposed to be careened, yeah. not careered. Well, I'm pretty sure that was, was a typo it's, by it's, some. It's under the same thing. So rear, rear, oh, rear, <laughs> rear, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> It's supposed to be a, a, basically, yeah, a job taken for your uh, period of a person's life that has opportunities of progress is what the career. So in their definition, a job is just where you just work something and never progress. A career is where you keep going up the ladder. It sounds like that's what the definition is. So what's is. funny is I remember years ago when they would use the term career path. Yeah. Well, they still well, the use career that path. And I'm like, that's a, a, that's a, God, I want to say a trigger word. <laughs> it's a it's a a keyword still used today at university is talking about career. Well, of course it is. You guys are pushing stuff. the brainwashing. Yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> I'm just glazing <laughs> over. Just gonna stop. do. It's gonna do. It's gonna do. You might walk over. You're gonna limp back. He was just thinking. I gotta talk to my boss next week. <laughs> that's a daily occurrence lately. I gotta talk yeah, to him about something. You, you, you try to talk to yours. I try to avoid mine. Brian's the only one dumb enough in his office to actually go to work. All the rest of them sit at home on a couch and do fucking nothing. While Brian, fucking a right. Brian's schlepping like a fucking you know, hey, like a, a moron. At least you don't get yelled at for leaving two minutes early. I don't think that I don't think looking at dick pics is gonna <laughs> give you any information about careers unless your careers. Maybe dick analyzing picks. dick pics because <laughs> you know what? That's a maybe. Maybe you're a uh, talent scout for porn, and you're like, "Yeah, that one looks like it'll work." Oh, the face ruins it. <laughs> a butter face. <laughs> yeah, a dude with a butter face. But yeah, you know, I think we both kind of fall victim to a uh, where we always had this ideal of what we would like to do in our life, but you still got to pay bills, and so we. Fortunately, you have a talent to do something. We're both kind of in the construction world, me on the design side, you in the actual building side. But it's just there to pass the time to stay alive until you actually can make what Making you want to do. livelihood. But even that, and not like I was talking to, uh, I remember talking to a DJ friend to my, like, if I could ever get into music, turn that, you know, it's still a lot of work involved and he's like why does it work that's something you love to do I was like yeah but it's work because you get a check if yeah. you get a check if you get paid for it it's work and you have to put work into it to stay in it especially a job like that where I mean, you know as as being you know owning your own business you have to keep marketing part of your fight to keep the business alive is the marketing side well fortunately with mine that's not because there's so in my field 
it is hard to find a contractor that you can trust and then will be honest with you. And since I'm brutally honest, for some reason, it's the best marketing stuff that you could ever pull. And, it, and it's not a trick. I don't do it to market. I just do it because that's who I am. Right. But what's funny is, is I remember in 95, I walked away from construction. Um, no, sorry, 96. Summer of 96. On a Tuesday afternoon, I was like, I'm, I'm done Friday. I had no plan. had no idea what I was going to do. Went and got a job at a motorcycle shop as a salesman because I was like, you know what? There's zero responsibility. I punch a clock. Didn't even really punch a clock because I was 100% commission. Grew with the business and was a sales manager, finance manager, ran the place unofficially, title-wise, but I was had my hands in everything that was there. Got hired away to run another motorcycle shop as the general manager. I've always, no matter where I've worked, if I've ever quit and left, they begged me to stay because I'm the type of person that takes ownership. And that's what you want. You want people who take on a task and they own that task, no matter how complex the task is. So, Aren't you still <clears throat> expendable since you're still? In a way, yeah. But no. the value is when you take ownership of that task, you follow it all the way through to which, every detail. Which makes you, that's the difference between someone who's expendable and someone who's not. Yeah, but I still think working for someone else at, Given it came down to There's a certain level. Well, obviously, I got laid off when we didn't have enough money to pay everybody. Right. But I can tell you right now, I mean, I was the the owner of the business sat at my desk and told me, he goes, you'll be the last one we lay off if if we have to lay you off because we don't want to lose you. He's like, there aren't people, there, there are only a handful of people who come in and do what you do. And the thing is, is I, I own it. And I think it's a little bit of a control issue for me. Has not does have something to to do with wanting to do a good job, but it has more to do, I think, with with trying to to control everything. And that's why I tend to take ownership of whatever it is I'm doing because that that allows me to control it. It's like with the SCCA when I first started racing. And they were like, hey, can you pull the trailer? I was like, I will only pull the trailer if I can store it at my house. And they were like, that's even better. You, that solves our storage problem, too. And I stored the trailer and pulled the trailer for eight years. Well, and then I maintained it, and I inventoried it, and I cleaned it, and I did all that stuff. I didn't even get paid to do that. That was a volunteer position. But I think that's, you know, it's kind of like like I was talking to the kid the other day, and I keep, you know, and, and thinking about with her in school and stuff, when we talk about degrees, is the degree does not make the person, the person makes the degree. Well, what does that mean? It means they're putting in the work and they own whatever it is they're doing. Like, I mean, I, I know that even when I first started working in the drafting side of things, what was it at? Uh, when I was at Pond, it was, it was interesting. We had probably 10 or so drafters all over the whole, the whole department or whatever. And I guess because I came from doing sprinkler work where I was doing engineering and drafting, 
So I go there and they're like, here, just drafting. I mean, get it done. No time. Because I was like, well, I'm only doing one job. I was doing both jobs before. You didn't have to think about it. But what's interesting is that they always thought I was getting things done fast. So like I was doing the work of two drafters because everybody was dilly-dallying around. And so when it was time to lay people off, they fought for me to stay and got rid of the other guys. I was like, I don't care who you get rid of. Just don't get rid of him because I'm – and then the problem is, is I was still being lazy. I was like doing the work of two of them, but I was still. <laughs> the same thing when I worked at Lowe's, when I got out of the army, they came up to me one time and they were like, Hey, there was a quota. Like you were supposed to pull <coughs> so much mm-hmm. for stuff for loading trucks out an hour. And they came up and they were like, Hey man, you've been doing this for a couple of weeks. You're not quite making quota. Can you step it up? And I'm like, well, yeah, I was just kind of cruising, <laughs> you know, like figured if I wasn't going fast enough, you'd tell me. Now you told me, I'll do it. Well, I'm working. And then the quota was 160. I had 160, 180, 190, 240. And I got where I could pull 220 to 240 all the time. And then I found out everybody's doing like 90 to 120. They're not even hitting the minimum. And I'm doing two to three times as much as they are. And And I got paid the same thing. Yeah. And I even told them, I said, look, I'm going to back off. And they were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean you're backing off? Oh, I did that when I worked for Pond, the same kind of thing. I was working like 50, 60 hour weeks, and it was time for a raise. I got like a, a 60 cent raise for that. You year. got the same raise that everybody got, got no yes. matter who worked That's harder. Exactly what they said. The so we, we have to make sure all the all the drafters get the same raise. And it was all a matter of like, you know, as I'm sitting there going, so you're telling me I'm working twice as hard as the other drafter that's still here, but I get paid the same amount as her. So I, I looked at my boss and said, why should I work hard? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point of this? I, What's to prevent me from slowing down? Yeah. Why, why should why should I Obviously, bust? the standard is well below where I work. I said, if this is how they value me, then why, you know, I value my time better than. And that's why I love, and I think that's why I'm drawn to being self-employed is it's kind of production pay at that point. You're, you're doing work. The harder you work, the more you make. Right. And that's what I say about my, my job now. I could work a lot harder and make a lot more money, but my heart's not in it. I want to do more comedy stuff. There's probably little to no money be made in comedy for a very long time, unless especially you just, if you ain't funny. Oh, luckily Brian's not doing comedy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, God damn it, Brian, your career's down the tubes already. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I I'm willing to sacrifice to cultivate that. Plus, um, sacrificing allows me to work on side projects as they come up to try to take the business in a different direction. Well, I think that's something us both, as we've gotten older, and, and I think a lot of people are doing that, that's a, people in that whole midlife crisis thing where you've worked a certain way for 20 years, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't see the value in keeping working this way. I've always been that way. But I, I mean, it, it, as we get older, you see more and more, you know. Yeah, but when I was, okay, so when I was 32, I went and bought a tractor trailer one day. Yeah. I was doing construction then. But I wanted to see what opportunities. Just because you were watching BJ and the Bear and wanted to. And I was hoping to get a BJ in a truck. (laughs) (laughs) Little did he know trucks don't get you BJs. I just wanted to pet a ring of tang in a truck. (laughs) I mean, they probably do. Lot lizards, apparently. But you got to pay for them. They're like hookers, but worse. So so I've always explored opportunities on the side. I've always been there. Well, I mean, I, I, same here. I mean, I've always worked on my other projects, working through music and stuff like that. But it's, I, 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 I think I'm just you, getting better at it. Yeah. Well, I see you. 
I, I see less value in my day job. It's like, it, it, or it's getting more and more like, oh, I, I got to do this because I got to get bills paid. But it's just your heart just gets further and further away from I'm going through the motions for the most part. Yes, day to day. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. More and so, I do get inspired when I get to design stuff. And I like when we do a big remodel and I'm doing an addition or something, and I do it, put a you know uh, hours of design work into it. I'm excited. Once the design work is done, I'm bored because then I've laid out a plan and it's color by number, and coloring by number is not fun for me. There's no inspiration there. The inspiration was in the design work and sending those plans off to the homeowner and going, dude, and then getting that email back and they're like, dude, that looks awesome. Well, I know, like, my current job, you, like, first got there, it's like, oh, cool, we can go here and got something new, we can innovate with things we're doing. And after a while, it's uh, like nothing ever got done. And it, no It's ma- just a bunch of shit talking. And no matter what I try to do to help further things along, well... We don't like it that way. And so I'm like, well, why the hell am I working, busting my ass to do this? You brought me on this for a reason, and you don't you don't like any of it. Or I I told the boss one time, I was like, we can't have standards until you guys tell everybody what, you know, that to what do it. What are the expectations? And if you're going to keep you're gonna keep complaining that things don't have standards, but if you don't put your foot down and tell everybody else in the company. Well, these are just, I can tell you from, an, from a Department of Labor standpoint, issue is if they tried to fire you for something like that yeah. and it's not written they're setting themselves up for a lawsuit oh, yeah so they're well, do- I mean, they well, I'm my standards as in like what the standard of expectation no no is. no standards and like drawing standards you know even like then. standardization so that everybody's even consistent even if there's not a standard for doing work and they try to far- fire you for not meeting the standard no no no, no. i'm not talking about but I, we got to meet a standard and eventually put it into paper you know put it as a, this is from going forward the company now says this is our standard this is your um, policy this is the expectation yes. of the I consistent understand. quality yeah, yeah. i understand but yeah. what i'm saying is without them doing that should they fire you you have a case for wrongful dismissal yeah. because it's not a formalized standard it is a verbalized opinion of standard so now we work for while we're for pond we had to actually go by the um the uh, our Corps of Army, um, what's it, the um, Corps of Engineers, Engineers stuff, yeah. which was actually a, I guess, a federal standard. I don't know if that works the same way or not, but that's the only way we could get the jobs. But anyway. Well, that's because of how that worked. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I've never looked at, and I, and I know I've, talk, I've brought this up. My dad said years ago, he's like, when are you going to get a real job? And I was like. All right, what's well, a real job? Write it down. Tell me what it is. I'll go find it. Well, hell, he never did it. And it's, I just think the difference is, is in your mind. Ultimately, we all have careers, jobs, livelihoods, whatever. And I feel like livelihood is the, is the, the most accurate way to explain it because you, you have a livelihood to provide for the way you live. A career a career makes it sound like it's this other life that you live outside of living at home. While some people do have that, they travel a lot and they have to do a lot of stuff. And it is like having another life. The military is very much like that. You have your army family, like I'm saying army cause I was in the army, but you have your army family and your home family. Well, so not- it is duality. 
And I'm, I'm sure people who are in the medical field probably wouldn't look at that as a career. You know, cause, well, it's because they get into it with the idea that that's all they're ever going to do. Right. The concept of me getting a job and that's all I'm going to ever do, it sounds like prison. You know, you know what's interesting is I even know some like even photographers I've talked to thinking about it. It's like, oh, that'd be like an ideal job. And someone's like, if I don't do this, I don't know what else to do. Like someone really don't know what else. I mean, with uh, Zach Arias, when I was getting his class, yeah. um, he was years ago and he's like, if I can't make this happen, I don't. I have to go back to work at Kinko's because I don't know how to do anything else. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, that's 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 fucked. kind of a and most think, successful comedians. If you talk to them and you couldn't make a living doing comedy anymore, they'd work at a hardware store. They yeah, work some form of retail. They get trained on the job. Never had a real job. I was watching. And I hate to say it that way because I hate that concept of real job. Well, I was watching an interview with uh, Tony Hawk, a pro skater, you know, for years. And they asked him the same thing. If you didn't make it as a skater, what would you be? And he's like, I don't know. I was kind of into violin a little bit growing up and this. But it's like. Roofer. Yeah. He had no clue because yeah. he's, he's been either a, manual labor or he's working been a pro in a skater since he was 12, you know. And then when yeah. skating died out in the 90s, he started a skateboard company. You know, because he wanted to stay in it because he didn't know what he to do. He stayed in the industry because that's the only well, thing he knew. Well, see, and that's the funny part. Tony's a very smart guy. Oh, yeah. Well, he had genius IQ. That's what they were talking about. Come in. He said, what do, you, what do you do when you're like got a genius IQ? He's like, I don't know. I just don't like just fucking do just shit. Do what I do. Well, and I feel like. <laughs> Not all those it. guys are as smart as Tony no, Hawk is, though, because some of those guys are working at hardware stores. Yes. And that's the difference. I feel like a lot of people that I know that that have careers they're not smart enough not to have a career yeah. you know what i mean they can't like, figure anything else out right i mean I, I can do almost anything fix anything drive anything fly stuff oh i have a. am telling you man this mic boom <laughs> mic boom is in viagra my mic, my <laughs> mic boom getting a little soft over here is <laughs> that age is kicking in <laughs> His boom just went limp. Yeah. Well, this isn't real inspirational. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're, uh, the, you're the mechanical one. You should be able to fix that later. Yeah, I've found if you just rub on it a little bit, it'll, it'll just stand right up. Oh, jeez. A little bit of uh, like TLC. visual stimulation even. Visual stimulation no, gets everybody... I think there's something me and you have a similar idea. Like, if I had if I stopped, we're out of the engineering field. I could go into probably graphic design field. I granted, I you know I got enough experience doing it. I don't have a degree in it, but it's like, give me give me a few weeks and I'll be just. If I didn't want to work for myself, I'm sure I could get a job managing projects yeah. for somebody and probably make more than I make working for myself. Well, well, you know, but I'm, I'd be a slave. But when I get at it, it's like yeah. me and you are very fortunate in the fact that we can pick up most anything that we find interest in doing. Even though some of our interests are varied, we still like, hey, this is what I'm interested in. I can learn how to do it. If I get excited about <laughs> something, I'll learn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, but I, I find a lot of people who can't. I remember talking to one person one time, I was wondering how to build websites because. Can't afford to pay somebody, so I did build my mind. And one guy was like, "How do you do this?" Like, I go on the web and type in how to build a website, and then the you start ultimate teaching tool, the internet. Yeah. Well, well, it's like I was telling, and I was telling you this today, and I was telling somebody else today that 
Google has a patent search tool that you just search patents. It's all, it will only return results for patents. It's not internet based stuff. It's only patents. Only general patent? Right. God damn it. Patent. <laughs> patent. Patent. We're talking about the movie or the dude? No. <laughs> We're not the, talking about the, the dude. Sa- aren't they the same? Because the dude, no. the dude lost the his dude? carpet. Hey, it's the rug pissers, man. <laughs> and the nihilist. <laughs> so, and, and I think it's how your brain works because I'll get people and they're like, well, I Googled and I look for this. I'm like, what is it you're trying to do? And they'll tell me and I can get on Google in like two minutes and have all the answers they want. So I think a huge issue we like, have is people don't know how to use Google. No, they don't know. They it's, don't know how to nothing, research. It has nothing to do with how to use Google. It's how your brain processes information. It's how how you structure information. Because like a lot of people will go on and they, the way I do it is I'll search this and then I'll say, Ah, this netted me this this crumble of this little crumb. You take that information and you keep going and down I'll the path. I'll take my initial crumb and I'll put this crumb with it. Yep. And then I'll go, hey, this got this result. Yeah, well, and I'll you take start this to get into bullying. And, I, and it's like Legos. You start building yeah. it together. Well, like yesterday, I was like, there's got to be a way to search patents on the internet. Why pay a lawyer for it? I mean, granted, at some point you had to pay a lawyer for it and all that stuff because. Yeah, but there's a lot of legwork you can do on your own. <laughs> so I Googled, I was like, uh, patent search. I just put it in the Google toolbar, and it goes, patent search, Google tool. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Clicked on it. <laughs> it's, and it's just a Google tool for specifically searching patents by patent number, yeah. patent date, patent description, whatever. And I'm like... How many people don't know this is on here? Yeah, there's that one guy at Google, and there's an office, and, like, and it goes, ding, ding, ding. Somebody's searching back. Like, like, God damn fuck. it, I got to wake up, man. It's like, <laughs> no, he's like, finally. He I, goes I, to his I, boss. He said, one person has used my tool. He's, <laughs> it's our time to shine. And that's, how, that's why we have a kid. <laughs> and but, this, this is why my career is valid. Right, but, but I think that, again, it goes back to how your brain processes information. It's the same thing with like Tony Hawk. When skating was was slowing down in the nineties and think the you know, the dynamic was shifting, he could have easily been like, Well, uh, there's no more skating. I'm done. Because that's what a lot of skaters did. Instead he's his his natural instinct was, Well, how do I keep doing how do I stay in this field? Yeah. It's like um um Christopher Lloyd. The actor, director, writer, producer. And that's in that industry, everybody becomes a little bit of everything. And that's my brother. No. In that now? industry, good people that are smart diversify. Yeah. The others don't. They become actors. They have no imagination. They have no thought process. They have nothing to offer. So they fade when away. Those are the people that make the careers out of it, are the diversified people. Right. Right. I mean, and it's, and I didn't realize Christopher Lloyd was such, had his hands in everything. I want to say he was involved with the Frasier show and all kinds of shit. And, you know, you know him as Doc Brown from Back to the Future, but man, he's been, in, he is, I, I hadn't actually looked at his IMDb lately, but that's the difference. And that's why I feel like with me being self employed, 
It's about opportunities. Even those opportunities don't come to fruition or never make me money. Exploring those opportunities, at some point it's going to pay off. Because I do kind of fancy myself as a as an inventor um, and things like that. And there's a couple opportunities that I was telling you the about The pocket pussy's already been invented. That one with the alien zombie They didn't teeth. do the cargo pussy. <laughs> yeah, I sh- the I car- cargo pussy. Yeah, for cargo pockets. It's a different. T- it's a totally different pocket. How There's no patent on that. Wait, wait. How are you fucking a pocket on your pants? That's what pocket pool is. Don't ask questions that you don't want to well, I'm just wondering, to. like, if I, I'm trying to keep up. I'm just wondering how bad my game is slipping. But, you know, you, you just said something that... It's what I feel like I'm missing out. You said you're taking advantage of opportunities. The one thing about working for someone else and being stuck in this, I got to work this nine to five is that I'm missing out on opportunities. No, you're just, you're not. I I have to work around the, to find someone, but it's like, well, I still have to, Yeah, I still have projects going. It's not like I'm just sitting on the couch, which I do some days, sit on the couch with my laptop and, and work on ideas and concepts for things that, in, okay, so, and I think that's one of the things that works for me for comedy is I get inspired and I write material. But I, I see some parallels with the same way that I get excited about a concept for a product or something, an opportunity, and I'll explore it and I'll research it and I'll write and I'll make notes and all that stuff. The mental process is exactly the same. The yeah, I guess product, I just think of days like when I'm slow at work and I'm sitting there going, I could be at home doing... See, and, that's the young, and progressing myself. Right. But the problem is, is I, I have to pay bills and write. And unfortunately, at the moment, well, life is starting to afford me some different changes. But at the moment, I still have to cling on to that. You have an obligation. Yes, the obligation to. To, to make it happen. And, and and there's lots of people who are doing the same exact thing. But I don't know. And, and to me, that I know that's I not a career when I know, I know my heart's not into it. I know, I know people who are creative that have a job and they're scared to leave it. Yeah. They're scared, and I think they could be successful. Sometimes the risk just, is um, they okay, don't they so don't here's, know here's when you perfect, don't know what's on the other side of the door. It's a perfect hard to example. Go we're gonna we're trying to get my mom's house cleaned out and rent it, and Beth keeps coming up with these scenarios where renting could net a bad result. I'm like, everything has fucking risk. Getting in, she drove the dually. I drove the work truck. <laughs> I was like, you know, you could get in the dually and get killed on the way home, right? Well, yeah. I was like, are you not going to drive? Well, no. I was like, we need to rent the house for the income. You know, it makes sense for my, for my, if you want to call it current long-term plan, is to pick up a few rental properties and rent them to supplement our incomes. And again, build some freedom. Because if we can get... We can get mom's house rented. <coughs> I can pick up one or two more. She doesn't have to work. That'll cover her salary. And then, okay, then she helps me do other stuff and frees me up to do other things. So I, I maybe the difference is, is the people who go into careers have singular focus. True. They focus on this one thing at a, at a basic enough level. I'm not going to say at a high level a basic enough level to sustain their employability and not get fired. And they do that. And that's all they want to do. They, uh, most people 
that I know want to go work, come home, and then just do their thing. They don't. I come home, man. I want to. I'm writing comedy material. I'm working on proposals for ideas. I'm looking for something that is the my million dollar idea or multi million dollar idea. That, oh no, I I totally, so I totally like, understand. And I the did the same, same way. Yeah. yeah, you go when you write music. While it it won't be, it could end up being a million dollar idea, but it could also only be a, and I'd say only. Five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar idea. Well, shit, that's a chunk, man. Yeah, but sometimes, like you're sitting there going, "I took an hour and wrote that song, and I just made ten thousand dollars off of it. I made three months' salary off of something that took man, me." A, a, man, Cherry Pie took three minutes to write. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> and how many millions did Cherry Pie? Know? Yeah, millions, millions and millions. That's why I, millions. That's why I try to explain to my coworker about some of this stuff. Was like. But he don't. They don't think that way. No, he's just he's, he's a worker bee. He's enjoying listening to me talk about his potential. So he's a career man, <clears throat> right? I, he's not willing to like. I understand at some point I have to take jump and take the risk. I'm trying to balance, get my money. You're that, trying to be positioned better. Yes, that's all it is. Yes, you're not. You're not right. You're not that, not gonna do it. You're just like. Eh, I'm positioned pretty good, but in six to twelve months from now, I'll be positioned a lot better. For a longer term, to take a real run at it, <clears throat> not a partial run at right. it, a real run. And at that it. definitely says that I am not a career man for what I'm currently in. I'm just there to pay my bills, and I finally found an I, out. I feel like Ricky Bobby's dad <clears throat> sometimes. Like things are going too well, I'm gonna raise hell about onions at Applebee's, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna go walk out in the street and fucking make a scene, because. Well, that was something though. Me and my coworkers, he was having a lot of good things happen. He said, "I'm not used to this." And said, "Well, I mean, it what? happens, and then sometimes bad things." Don't worry, are, man. Wait a couple of weeks. All that shit's yeah. gonna come. Well, that's so, what he's something's like, gonna come around. Well, you know, and it's like something's we, gonna go into retrograde and fuck everything. up. But exactly what you was just talking about with Beth, something could happen. It's like you know, Beth, some bad's gonna happen. It's just inevitable. You can't you can't dwell, but just because things are good and go, well, things are gonna be bad. It's like, of course they're gonna be bad. Enjoy. That way you got that it. Whole, that whole old saying, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, It's going to drop. And then guess why? what? So, why are you waiting on it? Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you just keep swimming upstream and then wait for the current to push you back downstream a little bit, and then you just keep swimming upstream? Why, yeah. why are you going to just sit here and go, I'm going to tread water and wait for shit to fuck me up? I, I've always been kind of an optimist in some ways because I always think of, <laughs> well, if I do this, this opportunity can happen, this opportunity can happen, that opportunity. And some people think, like, how do you think that, like, say music, I have opportunity. Well, if I did this for so-and-so, then I might, because they're, they're connected to so-and-so, well, that might get an opportunity to work with so-and-so, and then you go up a channel. But some people are like, how do you think that way? It's like, well, there's a possibility. How do you not think that way? I mean, the granted, the chances of it happening are probably not going Same to. Same thing with but comedy. They won't, they will not ever happen if I don't try. Right. And it's the same way with comedy. Like yeah. when I go do stuff, I don't know who's sitting out there. And while I may not have the funniest set, I might have a funny enough set and have a personality or a look or something that someone's looking for to do a commercial, 
to do a small acting gig. A blowjob in the back room? Well, obviously, I'm a pretty man. So, <laughs> that, I mean, anybody that's... You are that. a lovely co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on I'm working on distinguished. That's that's what that's gonna kinda oh, like my Damn. You're gonna need to hit the fifty episode mile mark on that. Hey, one. don't press your luck when I when I <laughs> call can you we, out. Call, well, well, can we me. talk more about how I'm a lovely cousin? <laughs> yeah. hey. So I mean it is, hey. and that's exactly where my brain goes with stuff. And sometimes it's weird because I feel guilty like um with the, the group that I've been doing stuff locally with, you know it's not for a church activity, but they're a church group. It's just not being done at the church. And Beth was really worried about, you know, how well received my material is going to be. And I'm doing clean stuff with them and they love it. It's a great time. I have a lot of fun with them, but you know, what's weird is, is I get to talk to those guys and one of them's like, well, I do promotions for, you know, music and this and that. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And then I talked to this one lady, and she's like, oh, yeah, I do interviews and write articles for magazine. I'm like, this is the group, man. This is the people I need to be around and impress. Well, they always say surround yourself with like-minded, positive people. And a lot of people don't get that, and I think that has to do even in a work situation because you're around. Scared, well, I think some people are scared of competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's – I, yeah, I can agree with I that. Because I see that in the comedy stuff. Because I, I had that conversation Wednesday night with somebody. And I was talking about this one open mic I went to. And I'd never met the host before in my life. <laughs> and somebody made it was talking about something. And they were like, who's married? And I put my hand up. And they said something. And I was like, and I'm married. And I pointed in that direction. And the guy goes, and it looked like I was pointing at Brian. But Beth was sitting between I us. I was and, not there. No, different <laughs> Brian. And it was the first time I'd ever met Brian, and he's the ho he was hosting that night. And I was like, no, not Brian. Brian's my side bitch. Just joking around. Well, it created this weird tension that even when I see Brian now and I joke around with him, he's not like like almost like, well, why are you so relaxed having so much fun? No, I, I know exactly when we when I first came and started in Atlanta. We had a hip-hop group. We were releasing 12-inch records in the early 2000s, and Tommy Band was doing it, especially in the local scene. Here we are coming on the group, my group, and we become friends with all the DJs because we gave free vinyl for them to spin, and they would spin our music. But all the other groups, the other local hip-hop groups, it took a while for them to like us. And even Brett started kind of getting friendly with some of them because they were all MCs, but me as a producer and the you know I was promoting it and marketing and everything else, and I would you know, I would show up at clubs and like with a bag full of vinyl. There's a DJ cool. Here's free vinyl, and I we would there was a lot of them didn't like us because <clears throat> they're like were giving it away. They were like who who the, no, no, who the you fuck were on vinyl? Well, the, well, well, nobody knew who we were. We came on the scene out of nowhere, giving away vinyl, and nobody else was doing it. Right. We were making them look bad. And so we, you know, we got a lot. It took a while before they warmed up to us, as in that's that competition between all the other hip hop groups. But the DJs loved us. So all my friends in the hip hop industry of Atlanta were DJs. But the thing is, and that's kind of where you're talking about with the promoters. You're getting we go with the promoters, but the other comics, there's that competition that's maybe could hold you back. Well, I feel like in a lot of it is it's confidence based. Is and I feel like with comedy, some of the comedians feel like if well, if I laugh at another comedian's material, that means my material's not as good. No, that's not true. It means you understand humor. 
If you're willing to laugh at other <laughs> comics, you understand humor. If you don't laugh at other comics, every other comic can't not be funny. It's not statistically possible. It means you're a pretentious asshole and you're insecure. Yeah. I mean, and it's and that's what we had that conversation the other night. <clears throat> and I would I joke I joke with every I joke with cops. I unless I'm treating them like assholes because this is assholes. the worst fucking Uber I've ever been in. <laughs> no, I did. I did tell an APD guy one time. Can, can, you, can, you, can you plug my uh, phone up in the USB up there? Says, and my phone's ass. my phone's low. Can you plug me? No, I did have one pull me over, and I kind of lit into him a little bit. But the thing is, is I joke with everybody. When like one of the, and I call us all wannabe comedians. We're just funny people. We're not comedians. Nobody's getting paid for this shit. And one of them, his name's Miguel. He wears glasses, and he's just this real kind of drab, basic-looking dude. And I saw him at Laughing Skull not long ago. I was like, dude, you know what you look like? I was like, you look like a serial killer. He got butt hurt. And I was like, I just gave you an intro to walk out and go, hey, man, I know I look like a serial killer, but I'm here to make you laugh. Something built off of that. And instead, I make these jokes to people. He could walk out there butt neck and go, I'd laugh at me. Right. <laughs> but, and then there was this another, there was another guy who, who we were talking to in the hallway one night. And Brian, the same guy I was telling you about before, we were standing around talking. And he, this, com, this guy has been a comic for six years. And he moved to Atlanta from Chicago to do acting, but he's trying to do comic stuff. <clears throat> And I said, dude, I said, just take this how you want, whatever. You look like every other dude. You you don't have anything unique looking about you. Grow your hair out. And he's like, man, I end up with like a big Jufro. I was like, roll with it. Grow your hair out. Do the Jufro. I was like, how about just grow a mustache? And he's like, man. I was like, do you not understand irony and being self-deprecating? And then, of course, Brian kind of poo-pooed the whole idea, and then they kind of chuckled amongst themselves like they were better than me. I was like, everybody I've ever dealt with in my life that, one, underestimated me or my opinion hated it later on that they did. So it's it's a weird, you know, it's a weird dynamic. And that's I feel like the workplace is the same way. Like you were talking about with, your job, you know, you were doing twice the work, but you got the same pay. Well, they couldn't pay those other people less. They were insecure. Yeah. If they found out they were making less, well, all the guy had to say is, you're doing less. It would have been the end of it. He does twice the work. We pay him more. You do more, you get more. Right. Well, that's what always been my mindset. With, I guess, growing up, dad owning his own business, you see the pros and cons of it, but you see the incentive, like the harder you work, the more you get from it. Or you work You should, but then it turns into a situation where you see because somebody fosters the work environment where everybody's equal and equality, Equality whatever, equality is such a stupid concept in the workplace because if not everybody's doing the equal amount of work, but everybody's getting equal amount of pay, there will be the tipping point where the one person that works the hardest says, what the fuck is the point? 
And then when that person slacks, you actually create real fucking issues where nobody's there to pick up that slack because that person said, fuck it. They threw up their hands. They're carrying the weight. They're carrying the weight. And then so when they offload that weight and there's all this slack to get picked up and you got all these people making the same amount saying, well, I've never had to do that before. Why should I do it now? Yeah, now, had, now you have to create jobs to pick up the slack, and or, now everybody's lo- now you're just bleeding money. Or this is the classic one too. Well, if I've got to do these, are the ones that do shit. Nothing. Yeah, they don't do. Jack. All of a sudden, they need to be able to do their job. And they're well, if I do more, I'm gonna need more money. Yeah. Well, well motherfucker, not, you get paid the same as the rest of us. Well, and no, you're not still... even that. You haven't been doing your job. We're just asking you to do it now. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. So yeah, any, we hired you and now we have an expectation. Any business I've ever run, it wasn't it wasn't that way. See, and it's different. It's weird for me because um I came from an environment where everybody worked or from what I perceived everybody worked hard. And maybe I was just naive, but working in television, everybody was there for a purpose. Well, it didn't matter how much I, we got I, paid. I have to think from the people that I know that are in like I mean, from the production side, doing yeah. electrical work, producing stuff like that. There's not a lot of fat. No, there's no. If you're not carrying your weight, you're gone. Yeah, and I mean, I've been there. I've seen it happen where somebody says, "Hey, man, you're not pulling your weight. Go home." Yeah, you know, you're you're just slacking. You're just present. You're well, not contributing. So if you're not contributing, we don't need you. Yeah, if you're just taking up space, time is money. And money is small, is short. We so, only have so much money, so we can't pay you to just stand around. So years ago, we coined a phrase. I think we coined a phrase. A guy, Roger, and I, the guy, Roger, worked for me. And I'm pretty sure I've never heard anybody else say this. And it was, if you come to come to work and you're not in it, you know, you're kind of out of it that day. Yeah. And this is what we would tell people. If you're going to leave your brain at home, leave your ass at home, too. Yeah, just... Just don't. Because I don't, don't need you. And well, ultimately, because a lot of people show up and they're like, I'm physically here. If you're not mentally here too. Yeah. I don't well, then, and that creates a, work. It creates no, possible, just, it creates an though. unsafe work environment depending on what you do. If your brain's not with you, you're just it could be a dangerous work but you're environment. Just, even if it's not, you're just riding yeah. the clock. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people ride the clock. For me, what irks uh, me is if I see you with your hands in your pockets, you're not working. That's an army thing. You well, wanna... and that was my mentors. Would you know? I got caught with my hands in my pockets, and they were like, "Hey, man, your hands in your pockets." I'm like, Gotta "Dude, I was I was trying to find my phone, you Gotta know, or be something." Ex-military. And they they were, you know, yeah. they were they were older guys, and they were excellent mentors. But they they trained me a little bit harder than what I needed to be in an office work environment because my coworkers, I see them stand in the hallways with their hands in their pockets. I'm like. There's one thing to take a five minute break, but it's another thing to stand there with your hands in your pockets for an hour. You sound like an old man. That's funny as hell. You get off my hallway. I don't know. Brian, the 30 year old senior. <laughs> but I mean, that's just you, the you already way it is. Maybe, maybe we're the millennials. <laughs> Y'all might be. Brian's the only 30 year old getting AARP mail. Uh, They're like, I heard him drop that hands in the pocket comment. Just. <laughs> Put him on the fucking list. You put me on the fucking uh, Christmas card. But it's... I'd be mean, a spokesman. Yeah, and that's like I say, I, <laughs> I never... I've never looked at anything as a career. When I considered... When I signed up for the Army, the idea of staying in for 20 years was... It was an idea. Yeah. 
but then when I realized I don't do well with being told what to do by people who are dumber than me, I should get out. Now, I got and that's when friends I, who have a career, you know, at this point they're out of the military, but that we did a career, you know, they're, oh, I have friends that retired at 25, 30 years. I was not that person. And, and you know, what's funny is, is so when I got out of construction, I, as I said, I went to work at a bike shop and there were days that I'd be going to work and it'd be a beautiful day. Sun's up. And I'm just like, man, I should be outside building something. It's so weird. And then now that I do this, you know, and I have been for 18 years again, I, they're like, man, working at a bike shop again sure would be cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think I was built. You know, we talked about the whole cubicle thing. I think at some point I'm not built for that. I'm just not, I need, I need diversity. And that's why, you know, call it a job, call it a livelihood, whatever. I just don't think I'm made for that. But I, I see people on Facebook all the time posting pictures of their cubicle. And they seem to be happy. I don't I think, mean, if you're I happy, don't think anybody's happy. If you're if you're <laughs> somehow magically happy, more power to you, but we're all just trying to do something to make ends meet and at the end of the day, call it a career, call it a job, call it a livelihood. Well, you're like, just getting money to pay your bills. Well, what's your your take on it? Since we've we've kind of gone past in our age of like what an idea of a career would be. I mean, if you're in your prime of what a quote unquote career would be, like what you're doing. I mean, I I use the term you call inter- it a career interchangeable. I I wouldn't call it a career as much as um, I interchange work job. This is what I'm doing. Sometimes I just don't have a word for it. I just say this. This is my day to day. This is this is my agenda. You know, I I take it a, a day or two at a time, or it depends on how far ahead I'm booked. But um, I it's like I work a freelance job in a cubicle because I'm a you know task oriented person. So people put in requests if they need video shot. I say all right, my calendar's clear. I got you booked. You're on my calendar. I'll see you this date, this time, this location. We'll shoot it, knock it out, and I'll shoot you an email with your video. So you're assignment based. Yes, yeah, very, More very much so. Yeah, Even which though is you're saying you work in a cubicle. Yeah, well, I don't, cubicle. I don't have the cubicle, but my desk is very cubicle shaped because I. So it's square. It's got some angles to it. It's more not not as much the ninety degree angles. There's some there's some forty fives in there. Um, well, if you ever get cold, just stand in the corner because it's always ninety degrees. I do that sometimes. In my the guy that I share my office with, and that's all, folks. Weirdo. We're done. Um, Fuck it. <laughs> you you can put the razor blades down, and <laughs> you only need one. You don't need a whole box. Yeah. <laughs> Corey does. <laughs> well, he needs an instruction manual. And- but and and see and see and listening to you explain it, you kind of hit it the way I do because people are, you know. There's some days I wake up and I I, I don't think I wake up and say like, "Hey, I'm going to my career." I don't you know call it a career, but I definitely call it like this is my uh, this is I I call it my, my life. Pain in the ass. <laughs> it, it, um, there's many days I wake up and say, "Well, I'm going to my pain in the ass," but at the end of the day, I've made. The work that I do Monday through Friday is my life. 
So it's just it's just part of it's What's just part of me. It's what I identify as. Looking back at my twenties when we would go to parties and stuff like that, and people are like, Hey man, what do you do? And I was like, Construction work. And there's in construction work always people love to look down like oh, yeah. well like well, aren't you smart enough to do other stuff? Like that's the way that's the vibe I used to get from people and now I'm just your, like, your roof doesn't leak, does it? <laughs> and, now, and, and now if I talk to somebody and I'm like, what do you do? I was like, we do all kinds of contracting work. And then they'll say something. I'm like, I guarantee I'm smarter than you are. It's <laughs> like, I don't even have to, like, I won't say it. I just people, know it. People want to put something in there. Again, they I love think we always want to try to make ourselves better than the person in front of us. We always want to compartmentalize things as far as people, especially. We want, like we talked about before, waiters over here. We're just people, man. We're all the same. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that in a socialist mentality because that's the dumbest shit ever. And I may have just alienated some people, but <laughs> you can suck Click. a you can suck a dick if you think socialism's cool. Because, or that it works. <laughs> yeah. Get, go to Venezuela, get back to me. Um Yeah, I was reading a thing about that. That would explain why my boss is getting weird, because he's from Venezuela. Oh God! There you go again. Oh, well, he's probably got cousins and shit down there eating each other. <laughs> they I didn't out. know that socialism and cannibalism were the same thing. Well, when you run God, out, that explains everything. <laughs> when you run out of animals and pets to eat, Brian's new career as a politician is like I am for socialism and cannibalism because they're <laughs> interchangeable. Yeah, that that's not just something that happens after a plane crash in the Andes. It's uh, a, it's a, it happens, man. But it's, you know, I, I think again, a lot of times we label things because it makes us feel better than, well, like that's you said. why well, yeah. when you said earlier, that's why there's VPs and yeah. assistant to the assistant to the assistant and directors and this and that and middle but management. But to say you have a career. Yeah. Like, well, that, that's legitimacy. That's all it is. But it's only you're compartmentalizing that to yourself. Nobody else gives a, gives a shit about that you can say give a fuck it's okay fcc's <laughs> well not, no i was <laughs> fcc's not listening man they might be well somebody that works for them might your mom is it. not listening either now the nsa <laughs> i don't know how they know how the to nsa that. may be listening but fcc don't yeah but they don't regulate fuck. anything but i mean you're not regulate. <laughs> you're not far off you know you said you know somebody's like oh they look down on construction you're like well motherfucker i smarter than you are there's a lot of situations where people that have earned titles aren't as smart as the people that are far beneath them because you put your worker be in a high pressure situation and your vice president high pressure situation. Let's see who comes I guarantee out. you that worker bee is going to get to the result, the best result faster. Why? Because they're in the trench every day. Yeah. They know how shit works. The VPs, they're there just to. They're Whatever. there for reporting purposes. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just they there. They have three or four managers come to them with the reports. They prepare a report. They take that report up the chain, and then it goes further up. I mean, if you if you ask my boss what I do, I think he would honestly. It depends on. It'd be like who's one of those asking. memes on Facebook. I think he would honestly, <laughs> if the right person asked him the question, he he wouldn't he wouldn't hold back. He'd say, "I honestly don't know what what Brian does." 
his he music. he does his thing and whatever he does it it fucking works. I can just see I can just see the meme now. What my mom thinks I do. What my friends yeah. think I yeah, do. Yeah, it's exactly what I think I do. What my boss thinks I do. And there's a big old fucking goose egg under what my yeah. boss thinks I do. And these ducks think I'm special well, like for feeding them bread. I get that. With, I feed them Cheerios. I get that with homeowners all the time. They're like, oh. Why, why isn't this moving faster? I was like, man, if you, you want to see my call logs for how many people I've called today about your specific project because the electrician's running behind or whatever, it's like, dude, just because you don't see activity doesn't mean there's not work being done in on behalf of your job. Well, something that you were touching on about um, people looking down at you about being a construction, I'm starting to see that as I talk to people about trying to get back into music licensing and you're like, I'm going to turn my life into a new job, working myself into a new career. But people look down and like, well, can you still freelance doing the other stuff? I'm like, the whole point is to get away from that other stuff. You know, the whole point is like, I'm trying to change my career path, quote unquote. Like if you had a really good job shoveling shit out of a horse stall. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's all you did all day long, and you made seventy thousand dollars a year. You're not going to freelance. No, 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 no. Just hang on. <laughs> well, don't like I, I freelance at the zoo, but I really I my day gig I is hoveling short horse. I know shit. you're a premature ejaculator, but just hang on a second. <laughs> so if your friends were like, "Hey, man," you know, and you were like, "Hey, I make seventy thousand dollars a year, and I clean out horse stalls," and they're going to be like, "Wow, that's pretty good for cleaning out horse stalls," and then you said. I think I'm going to leave cleaning horse stalls to pursue music full time. Nobody would say, Are you still going to shovel shit on the side? No, nobody's going to say that. Has nothing. Yeah. They don't equate it with the money, they equate it with what the job you're doing is. It's a status is. thing. Because shoveling shit, no matter if you made a million dollars a year shoveling shit, people would be like, You still shovel shit. Yeah. But if you made $40,000 a year drawing lines on paper, and then you're going to walk away from that. To, to shovel to, shit. To, 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 to shovel. The pen, yeah, with the pen, t- potential to make triple that. Your quadruple, whatever. Dude, 10 times that. Easily. It, just a matter of how much, yeah. That how is, much, how good your material is. That all, that's and all the amount of work I'm willing to put into it. But no, that everybody's going to be like, well, wait a minute. You don't want to still draw lines on paper for mm-hmm. a tenth of the money? Hell no. But that's the thing. No, but, <laughs> but I'm just I, saying. But I that's... get that. I, I see that a lot when I talk to people. And it's like, you bring it up. And it's always been that way, being kind of in the artist kind of world where people are just kind of like, they never take it seriously. Are you going to try to make a living doing that? And there's been a little bit of that on my back in my mind. It's like, well, I do get paid doing this and I get bills paid and blah, blah, blah. And you never take the chance. And, you know. But if you don't roll the dice, baby. Yep. I mean that's that's all it boils down to. You gotta at some point you have to roll the dice. I feel like, and I'm the same way. If an opportunity comes up, even if it ends up like the time I went and just bought a tractor trailer, and just went and bought one because I was like, okay, well we'll put a driver in it and I'll learn the routes and I'll put it, enough to manage it and I'll put a driver in it and see if it makes us money. It didn't make us money, and then I end up selling it. I probably lost five, six, seven, ten grand over the course of a year doing it. But you know, until you try, right? That's the thing. And you take that risk, and that's why a lot of people. I think some people are born followers. Oh yeah, and some people are born leaders. Now, 
what does being a born leader mean? Does it mean that you're supposed to lead a large group of people and you're supposed to be the no, boss? No, that's textbook shit. No, that means you're, your su- own path. you're supposed to lead your own life. And you have the natural ability and the uh, and the creativity to be able to do that. You're capable of finding a path. Nobody has to show it to you. Right. And some people, I mean, you can be taught how to lead, but it's not, you're not, it's gonna, not, you're simplifying it when well, you say it like that. Something, um, when you were talking about doing the other comedians, and I see this with other groups I've been a part of, and come on, you've kind of got outcast. I don't say you've got outcast, but you can kind of tell that when you say things, they kind of congregated to each other, kind of, you know, and you, they kind of don't get you, but you only keep doing what you do anyway. And that's kind of the way I always look at things. It's like, well, I don't fit in with anybody, and I can always tell when I'm not flowing with a group. You know, people don't get me, or they don't like the way I talk about things. I would say it with every group I've been a part of. It's like, well, I'm still going to do what I do. I still enjoy doing that. I don't care that you don't well, like me. I'm going to do it. I mean, I was having an argument with some about music stuff the other day. It's like, I didn't get something exactly the way they want, but I don't care. I'm still going to write this anyway, and it might make me some money. Well, in that same conversation that I referenced earlier, the um, there was one that I was talking about. Sometimes when I tell a joke, I like to get an O reaction from the crowd. Like, oh, like, it's still a reaction. They're still engaged. It didn't get a laugh, but I know I'm, I'm getting on the limit there of putting them off. You know what I mean? Well, people don't miss, I think I would have a misunderstanding of a comedian that think that you should be there to just ha-ha everybody the whole time. And really, your job is being an entertainer. An entertainer is engaging with the audience. Laughter is... Keeping them connected. Yes. Keep getting a reaction. <clears throat> yes. I mean, yes, laughter is the main goal. But if you can get a reaction out of them anyway, they'll remember you. I mean, well, you might rather them walk away going, oh, yeah, remember what so-and-so said? Instead of going like, well, okay, it was two so comedians, but I don't I remember what the if first If 20 was. comedians go on an open mic... Three of them bomb, and then 17 of them make them laugh, and three of them make them think and make them go, oh, who are they going to remember? Especially the open mic when people are just very no-name, just random happen to be there, and try to get people to remember who you are. Do everything you can. That's why I definitely won't be shaving my beard or cutting my hair anytime soon because I feel like my look— Tomorrow's, That's just tomorrow's, gross. Tomorrow's Saturday, and you—I mean, I know you miss bathing with me. If you want to swing by, we'll make this happen. But I—and and that's the thing. And it's funny because I was telling them I was like, I enjoy getting the O. It is a cool reaction because I better know, than the D. Um, yes. So because that's backstage, not during the set. I usually give the D. I got lots of vitamin D, baby. The. Uh, Brian got all uncomfortable because I was looking at him <laughs> when I said that. He's like, well, don't stare at me. It, Look over there. It was okay until you licked your lips when you said it. <laughs> Brian's, Brian's like, I'm pretty sure I had blood work done and I got plenty of vitamin D. Don't bring it around. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but what's funny is they all three, all those three guys standing there when I said, I love to get that O reaction from the crowd. They were like, ooh, we don't. That's bad. Because somebody what? told them. Based or, on what? Or maybe they told themselves. Based on I what? I don't know. That's bad. One, they're engaged. They're listening to me. 
And if I get an O reaction from them, I know I'm pushing it that whatever it is to the edge of turning them off. But yet they said O. And that means they found something in that that warranted a reaction. I don't know. Everybody's got it. And it's kind of like music, you know, like if you take something to the nth degree, like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Dial it back a little bit. It's the same thing with racing and all that. You got to find the limits, but I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of the, the whole career versus livelihood is again, it's insecurities. It's all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, man, anybody that's out there, doing their thing, enjoying what they do, providing for their family and, and pursuing opportunities, man. And I hate the term hustle, the, that whole, oh, uh, I'm so sick of hearing about hustling. Cause everybody that I see online talking about hustling, they're fucking douchebags and they're not hustling. They're just working a job. They ain't got nothing going on on the side. It might be, except for I think a couple of them are drug dealers. If you're if you're sure. hustling, Kevin ain't easy. If you're hustling and you're posting pictures where you're laying out hundred dollar bills on yeah. your bed, I want to see a picture a day with different hundred dollar bills. I don't uh-huh. want to see the same picture with the same serial numbers because I'm that asshole that's looking at the picture at the serial numbers and being like, "You posted that same shit three months ago. That's the same fucking picture." Yeah. That's the same. It probably took you three or, it's or the four same years. Stack of money, just yeah. rearranged in a different setting. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same. The same probably two or three thousand dollars that took you years to save up to be able to pull out of your ATM, so you could lay it on your bed and be like, "I'm balling. I'm a hustler." And it's like, no, motherfucker, you just put that in a shoebox. You bust it out for a picture every couple. Yeah, months. Yeah, I was gonna say, a I saw a car. Your picture of your car. B, I know you live with your parents. Yeah. C, I know you have a kid by some chick that you don't even hang out with anymore. That money's probably not even yours. This might be the Buckhead, because I lived in Buckhead <laughs> at one point, but they also look like they have 200 thread count sheets. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Alrighty that was then. gay, I don't know. Well, so uh, <laughs> I mean, this probably... Ryan watches a little too much Queer Eye, <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there. All right, well, it's... <laughs> I mean, you, you get 600 thread count at Sam's. I'm just... Yeah, but if you're throwing $2,000 on your bed sheets, that shit needs you to know, at least you, look comfortable. If you, if you had a better career, you could afford better sheets. Right. You're telling yourself <laughs> that. A better career. Hey, the truck stop ain't no joke. It makes the knees sore. It ain't no joke. <laughs> Oh, have we gotten anywhere with this topic besides the fact that I think I'm just there's no take difference. My spoon and gouge out your eyeballs <laughs> with it. But other than that, I well, because he broke his bowl last week. Yeah, I'm having to use styrofoam now. Yeah, it's a bummer. It doesn't mix as well. Like I ripped a bowl in half trying to mix <laughs> peanut butter and syrup in it. It was, it was. That's disappointing. I was trying to do it with a vaping bowl. <laughs> I'm feeling it's, a, it's the smallest tiny bowl I've I'm ever tried to mix. Dar- very disenfranchised, and I don't care that that's not the appropriate use of the word. <laughs> All right. All right. That's probably a good place to start wrapping this up. All right. You guys find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media bullshit. And uh, hashtag Can we at- start an anti social media? 
it would be asocial unless you're trying to start a violent revolution then what, anti would be what, appropriate okay i see derude is talking about the violent side of anti-social <laughs> media i want to be are you talking about like if we actually have profiles that fight each other yes no. No. Oh, we can't do that? No, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about anti-social and the, oh, I'm just going to sit on the couch and not talk to somebody. Oh, that's asocial, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about, fuck it. Like, let's set the world on fire and burn this bitch now. That's very anti-social. Oh, that's very 80s punk rock. Nah, I wouldn't want, even want the anarchist to be like, what the fuck is this? You want to make Gigi Allen be like, man, this guy's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. I even want the Scientologist to be nervous, be like, I don't know. I don't know how to. I've been putting a lot this. of money into this lately, but I don't know if it's real. And this shit's, we're about to die. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. You're going to lick that ready spoon. To go home? Like, oh. uh, he didn't even say his catchphrase. Which so one? we're going to lick our spoon. I haven't said it in like, like 10 episodes. Thank God. Because he, he keeps saying he's going to beat me with it. I'm, yes. using, I'm using a camping sport now. <laughs> That's not good for mixing. I'm going to cut his heart out with it. <laughs> with a camping sport? Joke's on you. I don't have a heart. <laughs> but I do Joke's own... on you. I'll still cut you up. <laughs> but I do own a soul now. So. Oh, God. All right, he slices it, dices it. Oops, he's got no heart. Whatever. All right. We'll see you bitches later. Bye. <laughs>